0: Welcome to episode 15, Keanu Reeves. On this episode, Johnny and Eddie discuss the filmography of actor Keanu Reeves. Johnny shares a few of the Keanu Reeves movies that he has seen. Eddie gives the lowdown on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and The Matrix Trilogy. We invite you to grab some popcorn and your favorite beverage. Take a seat and put up your feet, because we're talking movies.
1: Welcome back. I'm Johnny Popcorn.
0: And I'm Eddie Cleek, And we're talking movies.
1: Eddie, I know you've been touting this episode for, what is it, about a month now? Rather than me going on for any length of time here as kind of an introduction, I'm going to go ahead and ask you the key question. Where are we going today, Eddie?
0: Well, Johnny, we're going to try something a little different. We're going to do our first two-episode show on this topic. We're talking Keanu Reeves.
1: Keanu Reeves. Now, the people out there are going to say... He's a nice guy. I've heard a lot of nice things about him. He's made some pretty good films. I'm thinking the same thing. they are saying, why would we do two parts on Keanu Reeves when we've only done one part on a guy like Denzel?
0: Well, as you know, there is a certain character that Mr. Reeves plays that we both love. That whole character will be the subject of show number two. This episode, we're going to go into his filmography, his biography, because there are some major tent-type roles that he's played in movies. That's what we're going to do. Two-part Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I think he's one of those actors. And again, I knew of him. I found out
1: by looking to filmography, he was in Dangerous Liaison, which was a pretty classy film. Uh, he had a bit part in that. But where I really knew him was Point Break when he uh, was played the surfer who infiltrated this robbery group. If you remember, they wore the presidential mask and Patrick Swayze uh, was the leader. And he was pretty good. And then along came Speed with Sandra Bullock, which Hey, I really like that film, but he's just a pretty nice guy. I mean, it wasn't some other, what we've called before, iconic stars. But then I think there's, as you know, he's one of those guys that's been able, throughout all the films he's done, he's now hit the third time, I believe we're talking, when we're talking about episode two. Third time, he's come up with some pretty interesting characterizations that have Moved his career forward. You're more familiar with the first two of those than I am, particularly the first one that he made.
0: Besides the character that will make up part two of our two-part show here, if you would say Keanu Reeves to me, first thing that would pop in my mind would be Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Speed was a good movie. That's who I think of now, of course, once we get to part two of this two-part show. I mean, gloves off. That's who I would think of right away. Mm -hmm. But before that, it would be Bill and Ted.
1: And he's redoing, he's, he's actually going back and revisiting that character, isn't he? I saw an interview on the, what, the Today Show where he's, in fact, he said, going back to that character, and you could explain a little bit about that movie, he said he's actually more nervous about doing, redoing that, what is it, about 30 years later?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think 30, uh, yeah, 30 years later. And
1: what were they, 18 or 19 when they, the characters are supposed to be, what were they teenagers at the time?
0: Yeah, they were teenagers. The premise of the movie is they had to do some things to try to they had to get an A-plus on an oral exam about history, which is right up your alley. That is. That's good. I'm impressed. See, maybe you should watch this movie. I <laughs> bet. Maybe I should. <laughs> oh, let me just go into the movie. I Yeah, do yeah a little. go ahead.
1: <laughs> because the reason, reason is, and we're going to do this a little differently, folks, because this is a transitional. First of all, this kind of established him anyway for people like you who are aware of the film, and a lot of people like that. And are excited about the redux of the thing. And then the other one you'll visit that set another, what we call it, what a benchmark in his career. Next time, I don't want to give too much away. Next time we'll talk about that, what I would consider the third and maybe the The greatest, biggest benchmark. Greatest to us. Yeah, for to us. We're a little bit, you know, we are definitely biased <laughs> on that one. Anyway.
0: Yeah, so uh, the Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, that's the first one, came out in 1989, directed by Stephen Herrick. Just so you know, it cost $10 million and it grossed $40 million.
1: You know, I, the accounting department did call and they did say <laughs> that, uh,
0: you know, you might have a, you know, they might have, find a spot for you up there. That's why there was a number two. <laughs> Stars Keanu Reeves as Ted Theodore Logan. And Alex Winter as Bill S. Preston Esquire. In this particular movie, the first one, George Carlin was in it. His character was Rufus. He was the, the person who came back to their time. Which Is was, it a time travel thing. Oh, yeah they're, yeah. they're traveling all over the place. So I'll read the, read the summary here. In small town of San Dimas a few miles away from Los Angeles, mm-hmm. there are two nearly brain-dead teenage boys going by the name of Bill S. Preston, Esquire, and Ted Theodore That's a, That's about it. They have a dream together of starting their own rock and roll band called The Wild Stallions. Unfortunately, they are still in high school and on the verge of failing out of their school as well.
1: We are in danger of flunking most heinously tomorrow, Ted.
0: And if they do not pass their upcoming history report... They will be separated as a result of Ted's father sending him to military school. But what Bill and Ted do not know is they must stay together to save the future. So a man from the future named Rufus came to help them pass their report. So both Bill and Ted decided to gather up historical figures which they needed for their report. They are hoping that this will help them pass their report so they can stay together and play the Wild Stallions.
1: Esquire and I'm champion Yeah, and Wild
0: Stallions! Here the here are some of the characters that they go back and bring. Billy the Kid, Napoleon, Socrates, Joan of Arc, Genghis Khan. They bring them all back, and they're on the stage, and they do this big production.
1: Well, I know I've commented that sometimes I don't watch certain movies. I mean, in time restraints, I mean, I can't watch everything. Well, maybe I, if I didn't do anything else, I could probably watch everything. But, gee, you're teasing me here with a little history. Maybe
0: I should go back and watch this film. <laughs> it's kind of like the Wayback Machine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think Abraham Lincoln is one of the guys, too. So the, the film takes place in the following times, 2688, obviously the future, May 1988, which is what the, the movie is based in, I guess you'd say, mm-hmm. 1805, 1879, 410 B.C., the 15th century, 1901, 1810, 1429, 1209, 1863, and mm-hmm. 1 million B.C., <laughs> Wonder, you know
1: there was a film One Man, BC. Is that the one? Did they see Raquel Welch? I mean, she <laughs> was in that. <laughs> you know, this is kind of interesting. The one thing I note about this, and you know, the other film Dumb and Dumber, which has nothing to do with Keanu Reeve, but it's interesting because some people could get into this and get typecast and not treating seriously after being in one of those, and you're trying to cross into dramatic. And what I'm thinking about is uh, the actor Jeff Daniels who is a very serious actor. He's been in a variety of films. I've loved the guy. And of course, he's been appearing in Broadway on the uh, the play uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. And yet he loved playing in Dumb and Dumber. And he's a very serious actor. And, you know, you would think, oh my God, if that's on your filmography and people go back and look at that, how could they treat you seriously? And you worry about being typecast. And I think maybe some people didn't take Reeve very seriously after the fact, uh, perhaps. I don't know.
0: Usually stars will stay away from that, you know.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Especially if they're, you know, they're a goofball in the past. But he does, and he embraces it because they're doing another one. They're That's filming right. it as we speak. Here, I have a couple trivia things on, on Bill and Ted. The screenwriters discovered both Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves. They were, they were good friends already. When they were messing around in a queue outside of McDonald's in front of them, so the screenwriters are sitting there. They wrote this movie. They're trying to find actors, and they're just they're in a line at McDonald's. The two guys, and Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter are in front of them, and they're just goofing around, messing around. And hey, that's what we want. Well, you never know where you're going to find some of this, being being discovered or uh, the source of inspiration too. Right. I mean, <laughs> Um here's some stuff. I know dialogue, you know, is is important and we we've mm-hmm. talked about that before. There are 70 uses of dude throughout the movie, as well as 30 uses of the word excellent. So somebody sat around and counted all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm always <laughs> Hey dude. Dude. <laughs> dude. Oh my god. Excellent. Right. One other thing Alex Winter claims that after uh, he filmed this movie, He received positive letters from history teachers for encouraging children to learn about history and the figures, and then received negative mail from English teachers for affecting the way students speak. Well, see, that's it. The battle between the history teachers and the English teachers continues, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The next Bill and Ted movie is Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I won't go into all the the stuff in this one, but it did cost uh, $20 million to make this one, and it grossed $38 million. In this movie, there was a newer character that was involved in, as the Grim Reaper, William Sadler. It's a good movie as well. I mean, it's good as in you laugh a lot. Um, and then coming in 2020, like I said, they're filming right now, Bill and Ted Face the Music, uh, from a different director, director Dean Parsett. I guess it is. Yep. Keanu Reeves will be playing... Again, Ted, Theodore Logan, Alex Winter will play Bill S. Preston, Esquire, and William Sadler will return as Grim Reaper. Uh, unfortunately, George Carlin has passed away since, so I'm not sure how they're going to handle his character, but I'm sure they will. It once told they'd save the world during a time-traveling adventure. Two would-be rockers from San Dimas, California, find themselves as middle-aged dads still trying to crank out a hit song and fulfill their destiny. So I can't yeah. imagine what that's going to be. Didn't, uh, didn't Reeve or hasn't he
1: done? Uh, didn't he have a rock band or something back in his past?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Some Actually, kind of, I, I like Dark remember.
1: Star or something. I don't know. I remember. Might hearing have been. about it, seeing about it, or something. So, so that's not exactly a unknown stretch for him. He
0: played bass in the band Becky. He's been in a couple bands. But mm-hmm.
1: well, we should say something about where he's from. He is Canadian. He was born in Canada. He, he, in fact, he, he lives in Los Angeles, but he, he grew up in Toronto, I believe. He was a hockey goalie.
0: Yeah, he was in several sports. His name came from his uncle. Uncle's name is Henry Keanu Reeves. Keanu is a... a it's an Hawaiian uh, f- phrase, means what? Yeah, his great-great-uncle, Kiowalalu, whose name means the soft breeze raising in Hawaii. ka kiawahulu yeah i wouldn't like even
1: I wouldn't even go there. It
0: took me a long time to <laughs> Lily luca luca never mind he managed a pasta shop in Toronto yeah. when he was younger. that was pretty neat yeah
1: he's 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 fairly and he dropped out of high school yeah dropped out of high school become an actor, which his mother wasn't too pleased with that, which I would understand well, he moved on of course and he he made a string of films and we talked about speed and speed for those of you who have not seen that movie he was a cop, there's a bomb on a bus that if it drops below a certain speed, I think it was, what, 55 or 50? And uh, Sandra Bullock is, with the bus driver shot by someone on the bus, incidentally or accidentally, and she's taken from a group of passengers and she starts driving the bus, and the whole thing is how do they save the bus and so on and so forth. So that got uh, not only some uh, attention, I think that film probably made a lot of money. I don't have the statistics, but it was a very popular film. One of the first times I became aware of Sandra Bullock. And they were great together. They had good chemistry in that. And I think one of the things I always kind of heard, or until I actually saw him on film, some people, I think, thought he was kind of wooden. But before that, he was also in Bram Stoker's Dracula, which Gary Oldman played Prince of Darkness in that one. And it's pretty elaborate, well done. I'm a big Dracula fan, particularly of the original book, and he tried to follow the book pretty much, and he played Jonathan Harker, which is a critical character in that. There's a couple films I'm going to talk about. Let me just throw out a couple that I I liked, Uh, and I think you've got some backstory on uh, some trivia regarding this. I actually like The Devil's Advocate, where he's this hotshot lawyer from the South. He's scouted by... This law firm in New York. Turns out that the guy's name is John Milton, and it's Al Pacino who basically is the devil himself, and uh, he gets sucked into this law firm. And his wife is Charlize Theron. And I may be incorrect, but that's one of the first—it's one of the first times I remember seeing her on the screen. It's pretty early in her career, but I thought. I thought the movie was pretty cool. I don't know that it was critically acclaimed. He did something to get Mr. Pacino on that film, did he not, Eddie?
0: Yeah, there's a couple of things. First, in order for Pacino to be in the film, he took a $2 million pay cut. That's a pretty significant cut. Now, he did that once before in another movie.
1: Yeah, I think it's actually after. I think it's actually after oh, okay. he did the replacements with,
0: with Gene Hackman. Yeah, and that when he... He deferred 90% of his salary to get Gene Hackman on board. Another thing is, is they were taping Speed 2 at the same time that he taped Devil's Advocate. They were anticipating that he was supposed to be in Speed 2, but he actually turned it down for a few reasons. One, he wanted to do this movie that he did, Devil's Advocate. But also he didn't like the script and he just didn't want to do that type of action film at that moment in time. He's still best friends with Sandra Bullock. That's just another thing. To admit that he was taping that movie while they were taping Speed, too. Dennis Hopper was the bad guy.
1: And Jeff Daniels was also, speaking of Jeff Daniels, here we go again. These same people keep popping up. He was in Speed as well as a bomb expert. I talked about directors. He worked with Coppola and, and Dracula, and the guy who directed Devil's Advocate is Taylor Hackford who's a pretty good director, officer, and a gentleman. He's also the husband of Helen Mirren, who we've mentioned before. And, in fact, uh, when we discussed Hobbs and Shaw on our, our show a few times ago, after we saw that movie, she was in that, and uh, love her. But shortly after Devil's Advocate, he moved into his second film that set in motion a series that really put him really on the map as a pretty major force. And those are the films that you
0: have watched. I believe you're talking about The Matrix. That's what I'm talking about. That little teeny movie he did a while back. Yeah, a a few people saw that, I think, too. (laughs) Directed by the Wachowski brothers. Wachowski, Wachowski's, I guess. The yeah. Wachowski brothers. Keanu starred as Neo. Lawrence Fishburne was in there as yeah. Morpheus. Carrie Ann Moss played Trinity. And Hugo Weaving played Agent Smith. Yeah, I'd say it did well. It was budgeted $63 million, grossed $463 million. So, I mean... That was pretty darn good. That was the first one. Yeah, that's the first one. So basically, here's a little synopsis on it. So the movie follows software programmer and hacker Neo, who is played by Keanu Reeves. Lawrence Lawrence Fishburne plays Morpheus, and Morpheus believes with all of his heart and soul, everything in him that Neo is the quote one, a prophesized person who will end this big war between man and machine. The human, human beings create AI, artificial intelligence. Well, after a while, the artificial intelligence takes over, starts going after humans, and big war happens. And where they're at right now, AI created a human battery bank, basically. Each human is actually grown. They're put into these pods, and the Matrix, I'll describe it the way that Lawrence Fishburne does it in the the movie. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep humans under control in order to change a human being into a battery. So basically, they're connected to the Matrix through their head because they think that's reality. But really, in reality, they're in these little pods, and they're creating energy and there's millions and millions and millions of them. you can just see rows and rows and tall as can be, and just millions and it's all linked together, and they're all batteries. So they find Neo. They get him to disconnect from this matrix, which is is pretty crazy. He wakes up in a pot of liquid, hoses connected all over him. he's he's hairless, he's never seen light, So they rescue him. It was pretty funny because his training, what they do for training is they basically are hooked up to the computer. And they download the training to you. Yeah. For instance, there's a part in the movie where Trinity, and Neo says, do you know how to fly a helicopter? She said, I, I don't, but I will in a second. And she calls and says, hey, Tank, I need a program to fly blah, blah, blah. So then he downloads it to her head and all of a sudden, okay, let's go. I know how to fly the plane. So they do that for everything. And they did that to train Keanu. He, every single different type of um, martial arts and using a gun and driving a car, all that kind of stuff, was just downloaded into his head, and boom, right then and there, he's able to do it. You know, the movies are all interconnected. They're basically, it goes from him not knowing, you know, what reality is and that type of thing, all the way to the last movie where they finally, at the very, very end, there's peace between the two, and that's as far as it goes, really. But it's a lot of movies in there.
1: Think how easy that would be. I always said that. You know, human being, learning is hard for people. Some things are harder than others. And if we could just slip a uh, CD into our head and instantly download stuff, or as you say, just plug in, my gosh, sure cut the learning curve. We'd wipe
0: out the whole senior year in about 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it. it <laughs> So like I said the, the first matrix budget was 63 million it grossed 463. Yeah. The matrix reloaded budgeted 150 million and grossed 742 million. Now the third movie, third and final one, had the same budget 150 million, but it only grossed 427 million. And I think I know why. The second movie came out in May 2003. Mhm. The third movie came out in November 2003. That's the problem, mm. I think. Too the, close? Yeah, why well, have it the same exact year? Accounting department got greedy, that's why. I they think so. Get in before the end of the year. Because that's $300 million total between those two movies and budget. But I think it backfired on them. Yeah, I, it's very possible. And Johnny, one more thing before we leave the Matrix and move on. A couple weeks ago, it was announced that Keanu Reeves is going to do another Matrix, just like with the Bill and Ted. Uh, he's going to do a fourth one, which is quite confusing to me from the ending of the last one. Don't know how they're going to do it, but he's signed on. And Trinity, the gal that's in the movie, she's signed on, possibly Fishborn. They're going to come out with a fourth one. you got to worry about running the string on the same idea. I mean,
1: how many times can I go see the what are you, what are you bringing new to this thing you know how are you going to you know i've i've seen this i've seen this before
0: i will it's, say that that does not imply to the character he plays no. in the movie we're going to talk about the second part <laughs> are we uh, are we hyping this enough
1: <laughs> 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 well let me get, let me go back the a uh, couple things we did mention that the fact that he gave up uh, 90% of his uh, salary to uh, hire gene hackman for the replacements which was a movie based on a team of guys that didn't make the NFL, and they were able to get their shot during a strike-shortened season, and they, re- they replaced the major players. It's a pretty entertaining film, and he plays quarterback, and actually he's pretty, uh, I don't know what his background was in football, I really don't know if I've seen anything on that, but he he looked pretty good uh, in that. We've talked before about people playing in athletic roles, whether it be baseball, or whatever, Mm -hmm. And I think he was able to uh, look pretty realistic. That movie I saw, I'm aware of some of his other films. Back in 1995, he did a fairly, what we would say is a fairly serious film, The A Walk in the Clouds, which is a post-World War II. I think it took place in Napa Valley, if I recall. He became friends with Anthony Quinn, who, of course, was in the latter part of his career, and the the late Anthony Quinn now, of course. I saw him. There's two movies I actually liked. They didn't do too well. They weren't very well received, I think, from a standpoint of what you would say, the the receipts. And that was the... And I was trying to think of this the other day, and I had to take a little look. The one he made with... Because he's made two films with Rachel Weisz, who I really like. She's made some serious stuff. She's married, of course, to Daniel Craig, who we talked about that before. She was in The The Mummy, the one and two, with Brendan Fraser. And I really like her. But she was in uh, Constantine, which was a more recent film. That was 2005. Again, that was kind of tied into that the spirit world type of thing. It's a kind of an interesting film. You're not really sure where it's going. But the one I really liked and this is the one that didn't do too well, was Chain Reaction, because it's got Morgan Freeman in it, and anything Morgan Freeman's in, as they say, I say, I love. And it's a kind of a spy thriller chase type of thing. Uh, maybe the world's riding on uh, what happens. And I really liked that one. And that, that was the first time he and Weiss were together, and they had some pretty good chemistry, I thought. So those two films I enjoyed. And of course, he was in a remake of a classic. I don't know if you've seen this one uh, based on the original The Day the Earth Stood Still, Jennifer Connelly was in that one. 2008, where he played uh, Klaatu, who was the the messenger from the planets telling us that, you know, Earth had a chance to get their act together and is threatening to destroy Earth. He's redoing the famous uh, Michael Rennie role from the 1950s or 51. I think it was 1951 that the original came out, which was a Robert Wise film. And that's a classic sci-fi. But The Earth Stood Still, not a bad film. I don't know how well that did. I didn't check tisk tisk Tis, tisk, tisk. tisk. Yeah, I know. I'm going to run through a couple others. You got a couple others you wanted to mention before uh, I throw a couple more out here? Just f-
0: No, I went I ran through <laughs> I okay. ran through all mine.
1: My... Okay. Well, I watched the 47 Ronan, which deals with a group of uh, samurai warriors battling a warlord and they turn things around. It's it's pretty Actually, it's pretty impressive. They get up in a little fantasy part of it, but it's based on a real episode where uh, the 47 are immortalized in some kind of uh, honorary, I think it's a garden over in Japan now. I don't want to give the spoiler how it ends because that's pretty dramatic, which explains why there's this wall that commemorates them. But it's a pretty interesting little film, entertaining. There's a lot of samurai action And um, there's some mystical elements underlying it, but it's an entertaining, well worth taking a look. I am uh, familiar with a couple of the cop shows he did. He did something called Exposed, which I didn't. I tried to watch it. I didn't really like it that well. The one that I have seen most recently, I just saw it this week. I made a purposeful effort to see it because it was his most recent uh, before what's what's coming up. And that is Replicas, where he plays a scientist who's been working on the capability of transporting the thought process from dead soldiers, actually is what they were working on, and transferring them to a robotic individual in the brain. In the course of things, he loses his family through an accident. He's the only one that survives, and he starts to use the technology to revive his family. He has to make a choice. He has four members of the family. Initially, he can only bring back three. So he's got some moral dilemmas, plus the whole idea of doing what he's doing. Meanwhile, there's some subplots. Is what's the real purpose of the company he works for? He thinks it's straight science It's being manipulated for other purposes. It's kind of dramatic. Uh, there's a couple of things that you, you just kind of scratch your head when you watch it. It's Later, they catch up about uh, those questions that I had, and they covered those over. The good thing is it's actually kind of a nice ending uh, on one hand, and it's uh, kind of an interesting ending on the other, so there's like two, two sides of the ending. And that's Replicas, and that came out 2018. One thing is, some people would say, how is he playing a scientist? I don't don't see him as a scientist. Well, I think I told you, Eddie, that uh, they had him wearing a a Stanford T-shirt, so you'd know that he must have gone to Stanford, and he must be a really bright scientist because of all the stuff he's doing. That's one way, that shorthand way, of showing you how smart he's supposed to be, aside from what he's trying to do on the screen. Uh, That's Replicas. Not a bad film. Not a major film. Kind of interesting. If you got a you know an hour and a half or so that you uh, wanted some entertainment
0: and you like uh, you want to follow up on more of his recent films, I'd say do it. Just a, a couple other trivia stuff that's uh, related to Keanu. For *Matrix Reloaded*, which came out in two thousand three, he learned over two hundred martial arts moves, mm. getting ready for the movie. He was originally offered the role of Private Chris Taylor in *Platoon*, which the role went to Charlie Sheen, was originally cast as Chris Shireless in Heat. Yeah, the f-
1: film we talked about. That, yeah. That's interesting. I i wasn't aware of that. Uh, who, who got the role? Uh,
0: Val Kilmer. That's
1: a Val Kilmer role. Okay. That's interesting. Again, he would have been with a major director. That's Michael Mann. He turned down Platoon. That was Oliver Stone. So he has had opportunities, and he's worked with some, as we've already said. There's a couple other directors we didn't mention that were pretty decent. So he is is recognized for his ability to somebody likes what he's doing to get the, these opportunities with some of these directors and when you're talking about platoon what is that 1995 we talked about that in the war movies that's that's yep. a while ago he was uh, already being seen as a a young up and comer
0: he was among the actors considered for the role of Wolverine ooh that end up going to Hugh Jackman yeah, well I
1: like I Hugh Jackman I can't no I I, I think Jackman, I've commented on this before. I like Jackman and I, I love Wolverine. You're the expert in all that stuff. But of all those characters, I've got a few like Wonder Woman, as said, and obviously Batman, Superman. But Wolverine, I got hooked on. I've seen all the elements of the X-Men that have him in it. Yep.
0: That's pretty cool. He was considered for the role of Johnny Rico in Starship Troopers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, that
1: might have been okay. Yeah.
0: A couple other things. When he first arrived to Hollywood, his agent thought that his name was too exotic. Of course. In his early days of his film career, he is sometimes credited as K.C. Reeves, Norman Reeves, or (laughs) Chuck Spadani. Spadina. Hmm. That's kind of weird. One of his best friends was actor River Phoenix, passed away a while back, and he's also friends with River's brother, Joaquin Phoenix. That's That's it.
1: Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, Joaquin, who's going to be the Joker. Oh, I wonder if Keanu pops up in that somehow. Ooh, uh, anyway, yeah. you know, it's interesting about the names. You know, Hollywood, how people got their names and some have stayed with their real name. And I think, I know when I first became aware of him, I did that, what in the heck is a Keanu Reeves. You know, what's a Keanu? we have never heard of it. Well, obviously, we now know why. But I think he was very smart. From everything I'm kind of aware, I've heard, read, and since we've gotten interested in, in these other films, more recent films, he seems like a pretty stable guy. He does. A, a normal, you know, what, not to imply that some of these actors aren't normal, but we know from the things that happen in the tabloids and what happens to some of them in real life that they can go off uh, often get involved in things that aren't consistent with maybe the perception we have of them on the screen,
0: but he seems to be a pretty normal Reasonable guy yeah. you, you don't hear or see anything about His uh, personal life I, I know there is a bit you're going to mention in the next episode mm. Yeah, not much of a personal You know, personal right. life that I've heard of And, and one last thing I, I do want to mention Because we have a, a fan Arctic, what was it, Arctic Warlock? Is that Arctic Warlock, yeah I know he's into gaming, I believe This is a, a tidbit he had told me about That Keanu Reeves will play I believe it's Johnny Silverhand Maybe it's Johnny Silverhand Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'll be corrected. It's going to play an iconic character in a game, a role-playing game that is coming soon. It's called Cyberpunk 2077. In the gaming world, this is huge. I'm not into the gaming world. I'll tell you why. I have a PlayStation mm-hmm. 3 at home. If I put the disc in and put my hands on the controller, time like doesn't exist anymore. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I look at the clock and it's 3 o'clock in the morning. So I stay away from it because I know what's going to happen. I know in in the gaming world, this is a huge thing. Well, let me just tell you, Eddie, if you're not familiar with it, last week
1: or two weeks ago, that kid that won $3 million playing whatever game it was. Playing so Fortnite, which so is you, on my iPhone. People so there play. you go. See, there's money out there, baby. Don't, don't, uh, don't dismiss it. His parents thought the same thing until the kid comes up with three million. Now somebody was threatening him last week. I understand some some jackass on the on the internet or whatever. But anyway, so it does pay. It's not something I do, but uh, I know
0: people out there that that do it. Yeah. So all right. Uh, so what's the clock on the wall telling us, Eddie? Well, Johnny, looks like it's that time again before I turn it over to you. As always, we thank you for listening and subscribing to our show. Please tell your family and friends. Anyone can listen for free on Apple Podcasts or iHeartRadio. New episodes will drop every Monday. Visit Johnny's blog on our website, we'retalkingmovies.com. There you'll find additional commentary, show notes, and references that were mentioned in the show. The easiest way to subscribe to our podcast is to visit our website, we're com, scrolling to the bottom of the page and clicking either the Apple Podcast button, the Google Podcast button, or the new iHeartRadio button. The podcast is also available on all your favorite platforms, except Pandora. If you have a show idea or just want to say, you dudes are totally excellent, send a comment through our website, DM us on Instagram, or tweet us at movies. Also, find us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash We're talking movies. We would love it if you would like our page. That's it for me, for now.
1: Right. Looks like that's all for today, folks. But remember, we will be revisiting this same subject, and you'll understand why we're going to go into more depth with Mr. Reeves' career. But until next time, keep your eyes on the silver screen. And as we fade to black, this is Johnny Popcorn and Eddie Klieg saying so long till we're talking again. set.